the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Study Verse by Verse, we're continuing in the book of John, looking at the second person in the Trinity who left heaven, came down to earth. And he came to dwell, skinuo, among us. Now, if we look back into the Old Testament, we find that God tented with his people in the wilderness, in the tabernacle. And uh, that tabernacle was right in the middle of the people. Pastor Leighton Sheely is back with his continuing study in the book of John on this broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit here on the station. And if you'd like to uh, listen to any of the uh, past broadcasts or perhaps to this one again, you can go to the website studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. You can also uh, check out all the details about the church, all of the activities happening at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on their website at churchofthehighlands.org. We'll back up just a little bit and pick up some of what uh, we shared yesterday at the end of the broadcast and roll on into new content from this message again in the book of John. Now there's a lot of teachings that contradict what the scriptures have to say about Jesus. You know, Mormons teach that Jesus was a man who became God. They've got it entirely backwards, right? Not God became a man, but a man who became God. Um, Muslims teach that he was just a man, the greatest prophet until Muhammad came. And Jehovah's Witnesses, they teach that Jesus was just a God based on a misinterpretation of this particular verse. So there's a lot of teachings that contradict the Bible. But the author wants us to know very clearly that the Word is God. Now, the word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Scriptures, but it's a a term that the theologians have coined to describe what the Bible teaches about God, that there is one God in three persons. Now, we know that there are three persons because all three showed up in the same place at the same time. They all came to Jesus' baptism. Jesus was in the water. The Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. A voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's how we know that God is a trinity. Now, some people have come to me and they said, How do you explain that? I can't. That's what the Bible teaches, but I can't. I've had all kinds. I had somebody come up and say, Well, you know, think of it as water. Water has three states. It can be steam. It can be water. It can be ice. Yeah, but that doesn't exactly fit because water can only be one at at a time, and it's not really, you know what I'm saying? There's just no way to really explain. It's like, it's like, the other que- it's like another question, uh, how can God be sovereign in complete charge of everything, and man still have a free will and be held responsible for how he uses it? How can that be? Can't answer that. The best minds in 2,000 years have tried, okay? They've tried to come up with some definition, some illustration. If somebody come up with a really good one, we'd all know about it. But that's what the Bible teaches. 
He was in the beginning with God. That's a restatement or a clarification of something that was made in the previous verse. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. One of the characteristics, by the way, of John's writing, we'll see it again, is that he makes it, he wants, when he wants to emphasize something, he, he makes the statement twice. He does it first in a positive form and then in a negative form. And he was trying to say is through Jesus, God created everything. Now, when we look around, we have to be reminded that what we've seen today isn't what Jesus created because it's all been affected by the sin. It's not what Jesus created. But the, the great news about that is that when Jesus comes back to redeem us, He's also going to redeem creation as well. He said He's going to make all things new. Amen? In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, the word... Here, for life is not by us, which refers to physical life, but rather zoe, which refers to spiritual life. And basically what the author is telling us is that Jesus was uh, self-existent. What does that mean? Well, all of us depend on someone or something else to live, right? If you have any questions about that, what happens when the oxygen, oxygen gets shut off? What happens when the water gets shut off? What happens if food gets shut off? Okay, All of us are dependent on something or someone else, but God is self-sufficient, doesn't need anyone or anything. Now, what about light? Well, intellectually, light refers to truth, and darkness refers to lies or falsehood. Um, Morally, light refers to holiness. Darkness refers to sin. Satan's kingdom is the kingdom of darkness, the domain of darkness, but Jesus is the source of life, and He's the source of light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, this is one of the themes we're going to find throughout the Gospel of John, that there's this perpetual conflict between darkness and light. For instance, in chapter 3, Jesus, uh, Jesus says, "...people are condemned because they love darkness." rather than light. In 8.12, Jesus calls on people to follow Him so that they don't walk in darkness. In John 12, He says they're to walk while they have the light, lest darkness overtake or overcome them. And then again in chapter 12, Jesus came as a light, uh, came into the world as a light so that whoever believes on Him should not stay in darkness. So Jesus' mission was this conflict between light and darkness. And then the author introduces us to John the Baptist. Now, you remember that anytime we find the name John in this gospel, it's a reference to John the Baptist. It's never a reference to the person who wrote the book. Uh, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Now, we spent quite a bit of the third sermon in this series introducing John the Baptist, and we're going to learn more about him as we start our study on the next verse, verse 19, and following next week and elsewhere in the Scriptures. But why is it that John the Baptist is referenced so often in this gospel? Well, I think it's because John the Baptist was probably one of the most well-known men in the empire, or at least in Palestine, at the time of the writing of John, of, of, of the Apostle John. Uh, he was the first true prophet from God in 400 years. And he would stand out in the middle of the wilderness and people would come from everywhere into the wilderness to see him and listen to what he had to say. And, and I'm not just talking about common people, I'm talking about political leaders, religious leaders, military leaders, business leaders, 
He was a very well-known and influential person. And what John the author is saying is, listen to John the Baptist, because he's a witness to what I'm trying to tell you. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. You know, most of the world had no knowledge of God at all. They didn't know anything about God except whatever grandpa or grandma told them, old myths and and folklore. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. What is he talking about? He's talking about the nation of Israel. You see, God gave the nation of Israel what we call the Old Testament. And the Old Testament, God says, I am going to send a Savior. And this is what he looks like. So watch for him. And then the New Testament tells us how Jesus fulfilled the descriptions that were provided for us in the Old Testament, how he fulfilled the prophecies concerning God's Savior. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. Why? Because he didn't do what they wanted him to do. He had his own agenda. They wanted to get rid of the Romans. They wanted to rule the world. They wanted to be on welfare. They wanted whatever. And Jesus had a different agenda. So they didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, the word here is not dunamis, from which we get dynamite, which is a reference to uh, physical power, but rather exousia, which is a, which refers to delegated authority. So what he's saying here is, but as many as received him, to them gave he the authority to become the sons of God. That's why we call ourselves children of God. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, when we accept and receive him. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glories of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Verse 14 is... The, the most concise biblical statement of the incarnation, the four words, the word became flesh, express a reality that in the incarnation, God took on humanity. The infinite became finite. Eternity entered time. And the creator entered his creation. The word dwelt there is skenuo which literally means to live in a tent. And Jesus did not have... He was, his humanity was not a mere appearance. He, he took on all of the essential attributes of humanity. He was made in the likeness of men. That's what Philippians 2.7 says. And he came to dwell, skinuo, among us. Now, if we look back into the Old Testament, we find that God tented with his people in the wilderness, in the tabernacle. And uh, that tabernacle was right in the middle of the people. There was tribes to the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And what God wanted to be was right in the middle of his people. Now, that's really remarkable, folks, when you think about it. Because sometimes when I'm in the middle of people, I don't want to be there. Right? And I'm not holy like God is. God wants to be in the middle of his people. That's... Looking back in the Old Testament, looking forward to the future in Revelation, it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell, skinuo, 
and He will dwell among them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself will be among them. And He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. Praise the Lord. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. For the first things have passed away. Aren't you looking forward to that? Oh, God wants to be with His people. The Old Testament, Revelation, God wants to be with His people. He wants to have relationship with His people. That is the good news, isn't it? You're listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and he'll wrap up this message on the next edition as we uh, wrap up the week here on the station. If you'd like to uh, listen to this again, you can go to the website studyversebyverse.com. It's a nonprofit outreach and uh, depends upon your prayer support and your financial support. Again, the website is studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. The website for the church, and you need to check that out for all of the happenings at uh, Church of the Highlands, at churchofthehighlands.org. That's churchofthehighlands.org. Be back tomorrow if you can at this same time when Pastor Layton will once again open the Word of God and we will all study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.